Today's show is sponsored by Talkspace, the online therapy company. For a fraction of the price of traditional therapy, you can pick an experienced, licensed therapist you relate to and feel comfortable with. Each and every therapist has at least a master's degree and has completed over 3,000 hours of supervised work. To match with your perfect therapist, go to Talkspace.com forward slash boom. And to show your support for this podcast, use code boom to get $30 off your first month. That's boom. Talkspace.com slash boom. B-O-O-M. You are Locked On Suns, your daily Phoenix Suns podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello there, and welcome to Locked On Suns, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. My name is Kellen Olson, your host of Locked On Suns. I am joined, as always, by Eddie House, former 11-year NBA pro and 2008 NBA champion. It's been a while since I've given you that intro, Eddie. I thought I would plug that in. Every now and then. Thank, thank you. It makes me feel really good when you do that. <laughs> you worked really hard, man. You know, you got to be, you got to get that every time you walk into a room. I feel when you work work that hard uh, oh, today. Extremely hard, man. A lot of people don't know the hard work, but extremely <laughs> hard. Thank you for giving me the love. Appreciate hey, respect it. as always, man. Respect. <laughs> uh, today we are going to be talking about X factors on the Suns team. Now it's obvious that like Eric Bledsoe's health or Brandon Knight's. Uh, contribution and acceptance of the six-man role and Devin Booker's playing here too. Like those are the three most important players on the Suns team. We're going to be talking X factors and the four players that we feel could potentially swing the Suns season from say to like a 28-30 win team to maybe like somewhere in the low 40s if all these players play to their best abilities. And the one guy we were going to start with and when we talked about this leading up to it is Tyson Chandler. We both feel that he is probably the most important player outside of the big three because he has been, uh, in his time in the NBA, he's really been an impact player, Tyson. Or Eddie, I should say. I just called you Tyson. This is not off to a good start. Well, you could call me Mike Tyson because I get hard. <laughs> hey, because you got that one too. Okay. Yeah, nice recovery. Thank you. See, I should have that sharp recovery, but you got my back. See? Yeah, I got your back. About. But listen, when we talk about Tyson, this is a, a champion. We know that. But the rim protecting that he brings, if he can stay healthy and protect the rim the way he's able to do that, that will give the Suns so many more opportunities offensively. And when you have guys that can score like Bledsoe and we know how Booker can score and Knight can score, um, that just helps your team and that gives you a lot of energy. You know, a blocked shot is almost like a lob dunk for him. It's mm-hmm. the same energy that he gives to the crowd and to his team to feed off of. You A pick and roll and a big dunk, you know how hard he throws that thing down. Yeah. And if he gets a big-time block shot, it's the same energy that transfers over. So if he can stay healthy and he's out on the court, he'll be doing really big things defensively for the team that will help them offensively. It seems like he's really going to benefit from a full, healthy year of Eric Bledsoe. I talked to him at practice yesterday, and actually, if you go to ArizonaSports.com, You'll see what I wrote about Tyson this year. I basically feel like all the numbers from his past seasons uh, in the past like six or seven years compared to last season pretty much determined that last year was a fluke. And he talked about how mentally it was such a drag looking out for such a young team because he's out there not only trying to do his part defensively, but he's also trying to see where the younger guys went wrong and where they can fix things. And he said, that mentally was really dragging him down. And then also he said his health. He said he feels like night and day compared to last year with his health. And that along with just a full year of Eric Bledsoe, a full year of Brandon Knight and uh, Devin Booker, hopefully like established in the NBA is going to help him offensively because 
Last year we saw like sometimes the alley-oops weren't really connecting. They just couldn't really find him in his role as much as you'd want to. And like you said, defensively, it's going to come down to his protection at the rim, which he's proven over the course of his career that he's capable of. Well, when you look at him getting his alley-oops that he wants, last year I don't think they had the guys on the court that could stretch the floor as much as they do this year to where you have Mm -hmm. to respect that pick and roll. And when he comes down the lane, there's a shooter coming up. So you have to make a decision. Do you bump early, get out to that shooter? Do you bump Tyson and have him walk you all the way into the paint and give up a wide open three? So these are going to be the things that's going to change for him this year because it will be a Devin Booker coming up to make a three. And his man is not going to be so excited to go bump for Tyson when Devin gets the ball because we know what Devin can do with the basketball. Same thing with the Brandon Knight when he when he comes into the game. So um, I think it's just a different dynamic as far as what he was playing with last year. It's more scores on the court. It's more guys that can put the ball in the hole, a little better shooting than it was last year. So I think the lane will open up much more for Tyson on those lobs when they get the side pick and roll or they get the high pick and roll and he's coming down the paint looking for the lob. And like you said, another year of them playing together and getting to know each other, that timing is going to come. That time is not always there. It's, it's different. You could play with certain guys and you have great timing off the, off the bat, but sometimes it takes a minute to, get a, to understand how this guy jumps. Well, it's not that hard with Tyson because you can just throw it around the rim anywhere and he's so big and he has great athleticism that he could go get it anywhere, but it's the timing of when you throw it and where you throw it. So um, with, with all that coming you know they're having another year to be together i think that's the time is going to come the trust is there and it's going it's a very important and big season for tyson chandler for if the Suns want to be successful he's going to be a big part of it yeah absolutely because his defensive role comes down to the success of his team because the less work he has to do protecting the rim the more successful he's going to be that's just the way it works and when Teams are constantly getting to the rim because they're getting by their man or their mistakes off the ball or whatever. He has more work to do at the rim, and that leads to him having way too many shots to defend at the rim. In terms of uh, field goal percentage defended at the rim, he had the second worst mark in the NBA among all major centers in the NBA last year. It was only second to Nikola Vucevic of Orlando, who's one of the worst defensive players in the league, and that's not something Tyson will ever be doing really, but it just came down to last year's team being so undisciplined and him always having to try to cover for them. And this year that should change a lot with what Earl Watson has been talking about. And you know what? And that's not him. That was admiration last year of what happened, you know? So that's not how Tyson Chandler plays. And the other thing is that when it's going to be time there where he's going to have to help, you're not going to always keep your man in front of him. It's going to be times where he has to help, but it comes down to the championship principles that I was taught my very first year from head coach Pat Riley is you have to help the helper that help the helper, mm-hmm. which means it never stops. If I have to help that guy, somebody has to help me. Whoever helped me, he gets helped by somebody else. And whoever that guy helped is always, you're always helping. It never stops. Help the helper that helps the helper. So if they can take that mindset and that mentality, I could see them being a pretty good defensive team if if Chandler has the opportunity to protect the rim and the times that he leaves to protect the rim, somebody has his back so his man's not getting a dunk. And somebody has the his that other guy that helped him back if it gets kicked out to the corner for a three, somebody's running him off the three. And that's what's gonna that's what it's gonna take. It's gonna take multiple efforts 
for them to get defensive stops, and it's, it's never going to stop, and for them to get to where they want to get to, and that's uh, uh, making the playoffs, the, those are the things they're going to have to do. Yeah, let's talk about the next player. Who would you have in mind, Eddie? Oh, let's talk about the rookie, man, Marquise Chris. Um, I'm impressed with his scoring ability, number one. Um, he looks comfortable out on the court. He looks like he belongs. He looks like an NBA player as a as a rookie. You could tell that he has a good feel for the game. The one part that I could say he needs to fix is toning down his fouls, his stupid fouls. He yeah. picks up a lot of cheap fouls and – if you're going to rely on him to come in the game and give you solid 15 to 20 minutes, he can't be out there. At that time, he'll probably be late first quarter he's coming into the game or early second quarter. You can't foul guys late in the first quarter that's going to send them to the free throw line, and you can't also foul guys in the early parts of the second quarter because what that's going to do is get them in the bonus early. So he's going to have to figure out how to tone those down, be a little bit more uh, conservative with his gambling, with his reaching a little more heady when it comes down to garden, people are help. So I really like everything else that he does. I like the energy he brings. I like the way he plays off his teammates. He's rebounding the basketball. Yep. He's scoring the basketball. He's running the floor. So I'm excited to see this kid develop because he's looking like he could be something special. Like, uh, but, but on the back end to take it to the, the next level, he's going to have to get a little smarter on defense and tone down his fouls. Yeah, you want to talk about momentum with Tyson. This is Marquise is a guy that can get a highlight block on one possession, then the fo- the following possession hit a spot up three, and then like two minutes later catch the alley oop dunk that is number one on Sports Center. Like that's that's the type of plays that Marquise can make. And tell me how, because I I can tell from watching so many games of NBA basketball that it's so important when players like that make big plays and pump up their team. But talk about what that does as a player for you guys. Well, it just gives you extreme confidence, especially if you're a guy that's not playing starter minutes. You have a small role on the team or maybe not not super small, but not as big as a starter, and you're kind of in between. So when you come out and do a, make a spectacular play – it just lifts your first. It lifts your team up and the crowd going, and you tend to feed off of that. You could feel the energy in the building starting to change, and it gives you a little bit more of a swagger about yourself. Your your shots are going. You're playing a little better defense. You could get another steal, or you could take a charge. It's little different things that you start feeling. The energy starts building up inside of you, and it's all positive energy. And you just take that energy that you have and you let it out on the court, and. It just puts you in a what they call it the zone sometimes, and, and I could just speak for myself. There were times that where I got into a zone quick. I, I might have made one shot, came down, got a, a charge, got the crowd into it, got myself into it. Now, next thing I know, I hit two, three shots in a row. Oh, uh, get a steal, make a pass to somebody. They hit a shot. There's a timeout. We're going, we waving our hands, getting the crowd into it, and that just makes you feel. You're, as a team, you feel closer to get. You feel t- closer together as one. You know that you're doing your job out there, and I'm talking about the whole team and also the unit that's out there. If it's the second unit or if it's a mix between the first and the second unit, you guys just feel like you're coming together, and it, it just does a whole lot for your team, for the psyche of your team, for the psyche of the player. And it's 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 hard to explain unless you've been in it. Yeah. But I just tried to do it for you. Hey, that's why I asked, man. That's why I asked. Uh, so Marquise Chris is going to be out there for energy, but 
a guy that's going to be out there to just get buckets, that's TJ Warren. And when you look at this team outside of the three guards, the the fourth guy in terms of like being a leading scorer and being a guy that's out there for offense, it's probably TJ Warren. And he it wouldn't surprise me if he was the fourth or fifth leading scorer on this team, even in a bench role with PJ Tucker possibly coming back for the opener. But this is a guy who Suns fans were really excited about when they saw him after he got drafted, saw him in the summer league and everything, and then he started to get a little bit of playing time towards the end of his rookie season. We didn't really get to see that fully come to fruition, though, because it was towards the end of the season. He wasn't getting a ton of minutes. And then, of course, injuries have come up in the past couple of seasons for him, and he hasn't really been able to establish himself outside of that. And now this is really his year coming off of foot surgery and coming into a role where he could really play 20 to 25 minutes, even 25 minutes a game, really, and really become the primary source of offense outside of the three guards. What do you see out of his game, Eddie? I see that he's another guy that has to stay healthy. Mm-hmm. Uh, the injury bug has bit him, and those things can be demoralizing mentally to a player, especially you work so hard in the summer, or work hard on your game to do everything you can, and an injury sets you back. So now you have to get back healthy and then while you're getting back healthy you got to get back into the rhythm of the game so I think it's really important for him to stay healthy and if he can stay healthy like you said he could be that fourth scorer and a guy that they're going to really lean on heavily to either come off the bench or just to be that other guy out there that that has that gives them that threat so make sure that the, the floor is spread the guys can't help as much as possible to give Devin his lanes to give Blesso his lanes uh, also give Chandler his lanes on his alley-oop so um, it, it's very important for him to stay healthy and just to continue to develop and grow, the, which the way he has been. And um, it, it's going to be excited to see. I'm excited to see where he takes it because this is going to be that first full year where he's going to be good, no injuries, not nothing crazy, and it, it's going to be something exciting to watch. Yeah, injuries and playing time are finally, hopefully, coming together for him where he's going to be able to stay uh, on the floor and show what he's capable of. And one of the things that he showed he was capable of at the start of last season before he got hurt was his three-point shot. Uh, TJ was the prospect drafted at the end of the lottery where you said, all right, he can get buckets. Like, this is a guy that can average 15 points a game in the league, no problem at some point in his career. But for his game to go to the next level, he's either going to have to become a much better defender or become somewhat of an average three-point shooter so he can stay on the floor as much as possible. And he shot 37% from three, in a decent amount of attempts last year when it comes to a shooter growing like that. So that's something to keep an eye on for his game. What was your last player you wanted to bring up here, Eddie? Well, let's talk about P.J. Tucker. Yeah. Um, in the West, we, we, we talked about it yesterday. We talked about Golden State and the Clippers being the two teams that they're, gonna, they're probably going to be behind more than likely. And they have guys at positions that – PJ is going to have to stop, especially with Golden State. He's going to have to stay. He's going to have to get on Clay. He might have to get on uh, KD. There's guys that he's going to have to play against and stop it. He's going to have to bring his physical presence because that's what he plays with. He plays with a chip on his shoulder. He has that dog in him. That's what we always say. Oh man, that boy got that dog in him. Mm-hmm. He got. He has that dog in him. So he's going to have to let that. He's going to have to unleash that. He's every time he gets on the court, he's going to have to play with conviction. Play like his his last game he's ever going to play, and literally set the tone defensively for the team. 
Because if he starts doing that, I, I've always I've been saying this, that defense translates to offense. If you go out there and start stopping guys, you tend to have easy baskets, which makes it a lot easier for your other plays to work, for uh, three-point shots to go down, for your pick and roll. Guys are a little looser on your pick and rolls. Once you start getting momentum, and it all usually starts defensively, and I think if he comes out and starts setting the tone defensively, this is going to be – a big key for the Suns because not only will he be setting the tone defensively on the perimeter, you also have Tyson on the back end protecting the rim. And those two things right there are, are the, the keys to victories. I'm not saying a championship, but I'm saying keys to victories. And mm-hmm. those are that, and that's the only way that they're going to be able to get into the playoffs is that to get as many victories as possible in the very in the in the tough Western Conference. Yeah, if you want to talk about Tyson and how his role is impacted by the bad defense around him. PJ was in that same boat last year because he's being asked to guard the number one offensive weapon almost every night when it comes to the guys on the perimeter uh, at forward, especially. And he can only do so much. He's not one of the best defenders in the NBA, but he works his tail off and he's pretty good when the right matchup is there, but he can only do so much. And that's where the rest of the defense has to step up and help him. And that just wasn't there last year at all. And then offensively, I think he's shown that he can really hit the corner three when he's open and when he's there. When you guys, when you have guys like a three-guard trio like that that can open up the floor, all you need is the guy in the corner that can hit the open shot when those guys drive to the lane and the defense collapses. And that's what Tucker's proven the past couple of years here in Phoenix that he can do. He's just a really important piece for them. I think he might be the X factor outside of Chandler for them because, like you said, bringing the tone defensively, and him and Chandler are really going to be the two guys on that end that are going to set the right energy that Earl Watson is really looking for. Hey, when you look at it, I don't think that the Suns are going to outscore a lot of teams. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of teams out there that's going to outscore them. They just have, from top to bottom, uh, a better roster as far as offensive players. You, that's just that's just the way it is. It, it's, it's not a, a, a knock against the Suns, or and I'm not big up in anybody else. It's just the way that it is. So for them to be able to win games, they're going to have to rely heavily on their defense, and their defensive tone is, has to be set from the beginning. And it's everybody. Everybody on the team is going to have to take the individual challenge. And that's the most important thing, that everyone on the team takes the individual challenge defensively and says, hey, I'm going to do my job. My job is to do this. I'm going to do it. If I'm supposed to be there to help, I will be there to help. Now, sure enough, there will be times where you you're, you you missed an assignment or whatever. That We're all human. But for the most part, you cannot have it happening over and over and over and over again and expect to be successful when you don't have the weapons offensively like a Golden State, like a, the like the Clippers, and I mean, we'll go to Oklahoma over there. Where, I mean, they got Russell Westbrook. I mean, come on, that, that he's an MVP candidate in my in preseason. He's an MVP candidate in my in my book. I mean, he plays extremely hard. We have we don't have a player like that. So mm-hmm. when you don't have these type of offensive players, you have to find ways to win, and it's going to be setting the defensive tone and everybody individually looking themselves in the mirror before every game and say, I'm going to do my job. And then after the game, looking at yourself in the mirror and said, did I do everything that I needed to do to make this team be successful? That's yeah. how they'll win. All of us are really looking forward to seeing if the Suns really accept that challenge and use it to move forward. That'll do it for us today. Uh, we will be back once again tomorrow and then close out the week on Friday. Uh, before we go really quick, we got a really big announcement here. Eddie, you're officially on Twitter. Are the rumors true? The rumors are true. 
Better late than never. I'm on Twitter. You can find me at ehouse underscore Mr. 61. That's MR61. You can also find him if you just go to the Locked On PHX Suns Twitter. You'll find him tagged there in all the recent posts and on pretty much everything else we have going in the future. It'll be hard not to find him with how much I tag him and things. Get ready for that, Eddie. Your notifications are going to be blowing up. That's what I like, man. I'm, I'm with it. <laughs> We're going to get you off to that hot start. All right, everyone. We'll see you tomorrow. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details.